Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. What's up, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to wish everybody a happy new year, man. I send my heart out to everybody, you know, for making it, surviving through 2020. I understand it was a hectic year, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that so many people are positive and optimistic about, you know, 2021. And, uh, you know, I just send everybody a big hug, man, and much love, you know, and, and, and our prayers to those who didn't make it, you know, those who passed away through, you know, COVID or, you know, any unfortunate situation, you know, that we've lost loved ones, man. My prayers grow out to them, but, you know, I wake up every day celebrating life man grateful for everything and big shout out to my mom man mom i love you you know so much i got so much respect for you because uh you know my mother she's one of them people man who has the least but does the most you know what i'm saying and you know my mother's an absolute blessing to to anybody who encounters with her so thank you mother i love you i appreciate you every day so listen, man, today we got a special guest, man. This young brother, man, is a star, man. I got so much respect for him. He's educated. You know, he's ambitious. He's creative. You know what I'm saying? Straight out of Mexican town, Southwest, baby. This is my man, Emmanuel Juarez. What up, though? What's bro? up, it's bro? A pleasure. It's a my pleasure, man. man. No thank doubt you, about it, you, man. Hey, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man. Who you are, where you from, which, where you went to school. But listen, real quick, dig, check this out, though. He got this Southwest sweater on. It says Southwest in five different languages, man. Tell me that ain't dope. I thought that was the sweet. Tell us, can you tell us what languages they are? Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, you got English, you got uh, Spanish, you got Italian, you got um, you got Arabic, and you got uh, Japanese, and, you know, you got the... Okay, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, man. That's dope, bro. So, yeah, go ahead and let the people know who you are. Yeah, so um, I'm Emmanuel Juarez. I go by EJ, you call me Manuel. Um, yeah, I'm 28. I uh, was born in San Diego. And um, yeah, I was raised in South, Southwest Detroit. Um, How did you end up in Detroit? Like, I know you said that you, your family had migrated. Where are your parents from? So, my parents are from Guanajuato, uh, actually, from a, a really small uh, rancho, a really small um, town called El Español. El Español, yeah, okay. municipio de Cámaro. So shout, shout out to all my people from Espanol. Un grito, Un grito y para mi familia en San Luis Potosí de Olala. <laughs> you know how we do. Hey, ain't it crazy how Mexicans, bro, with all whistles, no más puro chila, y se entienden de Olala. They understand wow. real quick. They ain't even spoke a word. Yeah. They over there chirping like birds, yeah. and everybody <laughs> understand what's going on. I oh, said, yeah. man. Funny story, man. Like I, I one of my uh, first. I, I learned how to whistle before I I, I could talk. So, Dang, yeah, that's my, crazy. My, my uncle was teaching you. I remember that. Yeah, that's sweet, man. So, yeah, my parents, uh, you know, from Guanajuato, they they came to um, to the U.S., you know, illegally. Like, funny story. Like, well, this is, like, my motivation. It keeps, like, every day. Like, my mom was pregnant, and she crossed the border for me to be born in the U.S., so it's like, man, like imagine that, like I, I, I was gonna be born in Mexico, and I she, know. she didn't do that, like so. I know she did man. that. Basically, you know, anchor, ba- uh, anchor baby, <laughs> anchor know? baby. I never heard that term before, <laughs> anchor babies for real. Yeah, like man, what so. does that term come from? Like, what is it? You know, you know, it's just, uh, just you know, they come, they come from another country. They come to, they come to America in order to them to be born here. Oh. Know? Okay. That's yeah. That's All right. uh, anchor babies. Okay. I just never heard that term before. Yeah. And so um, you know, I was in San Diego uh, for a couple of years, uh, and then <clears> we came. And then we went back to Mexico, and then uh, yeah, it's just uh, my dad's been everywhere. Uh, we finally came back to the to the U.S. to Colorado, and my, my brother was born there. Dang in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. That's sweet. Uh, you know, we're doing a whole cross country. Wow. Yeah, what was it um, like? Like, man, I don't remember. I was like. Um, like four. Oh, four or five. Yeah, I was like okay. four or five. Kid, I don't man, even remember. Yeah. I just do remember like um, my first time seeing snow. So I was like, oh, Dang. Shit. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, I remember that. Um, oh, that's sweet. You know, then, I remember when I lived in East Los Angeles with my father and my stepmother. 
and uh, we lived in East LA, and uh, you know they knew I was accustomed to having snow for the winter. So so around my birthday, they drove me out like a couple hours away, and they had snow in California, and I was like, wow, that was dope, yeah. you know, yeah, coming like, from a place where you know it's all sunshine. Yeah, that was the coolest. Yeah, man, I, I I love California. It's like, uh, man, it's, it's I go I go. To, um, I made a tradition that I have to go to San Diego every year, just uh, go and just check. Just check out the scenery and just man, it seemed like you go everywhere because I'd be on your Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, every time I see him, he posing from here, there. I said, Dad, this guy's all around the world. And I, yeah, yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> no, yeah, man, that's like, um, it's like I feel like we're meant to travel the world. Uh, that's that's one of my passions that, that I got. I'm just trying to. And see, that's what people, a lot of people don't understand about immigration, man. We are humans, man. We naturally migrate. The animals migrate. The coyotes, the birds, the fish, humans, we all migrate. Yeah. We all transfer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it's not about, you know, who's from where or, you know, what you believe in, this, this, that, and the other. You know, it's really about, you know, focusing on humanity, man. Yeah. We all come from somewhere. Humanities. We were all created equal. God's first command was, was be fruitful and multiply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's about, you know, love thy neighbor, love humanity, love thyself, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I, I so, agree. So, yeah, I no agree, doubt man. about it, bro. That's something, I, you know, I stand on, man, you know, for myself and for my community, for sure. No, for, for society sure. in general, you know what I mean? I love seeing I love seeing people in general thriving, growing, prospering, you know what I'm saying? Man, listen, you, I, I've had such a good conversation with you. Our interview was amazing, man, because you are so intellectual, bro. You got so much knowledge. You were teaching me so much, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if, if, we, if, if, this, if this is what the future look like, man, we in good hands. I promise you that. <laughs> My man. I appreciate yep. your words, bro. Appreciate so, it, okay, so your family, you guys went to San Diego. You guys go to Denver, Colorado. Now you guys come to Detroit. How you guys land in Detroit? So, we got to land in Detroit. Um, <clears throat> my dad got a, a job in construction, so he was doing roofing. Um, yeah, yeah, my, a lot of my cousins came up here, too. And my tios. And you have my sister that was born here in Detroit. Um, you know, it's just... <clears throat> It was just like I was seven years old. I was seven years. Old. I remember that. It's like uh, we didn't have anything, you know. Just like we just had a mattress, sleeping in this. Um, and yeah, we just stayed here. We stayed here longer, longer than any uh, other other city, up until like you know the two thousands. We went back to Mexico. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but somehow you always managed to land right back home in yeah, Detroit. Yeah, it's, it's I, I I could call it home. Yeah. And, you know, people always crack at jokes about, oh, you can fit 20 Mexicans in an apartment and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's a real struggle that people have to go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these younger generations who have come from migrant parents, you know, that's the struggle that they had to go through. You know why people are laughing about it? Imagine if that was you and you had to really go through that. You know what I'm saying? You had to move in dark. You had to be conscious of when you move and how you move because, you know, you got people who are coming over the border. They ain't got no education. Don't don't speak English, ain't got no papers, like, you know, they backs up against the wall, and then they come here and they thrive, they come here, they work hard, they save money, they open businesses, like, you know, pride and ego is never an issue, it's all about survival, you know what I mean, and I understand that everybody survived different, man, but I just, I salute everybody, man, who's out there and just, just getting through through the day and thinking about the future, man, and, 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 and investing in their kids and teaching them work ethics and stuff like that, yeah. and teaching them how to work with the mind yeah definitely yeah yeah, uh, yeah my parents work work ethic um you know it's just their sacrifice that they made to you know, for for us to have this future in this country it's man it's it's really incredible and it's something that it, it keeps me going you know it's, it's like i have to I take advantage of that i have to wake up every morning i gotta take advantage of this it could be a lot worse but yeah, no, I, I agree. <clears throat> so you say you were roofing at a young age too? Yeah, huh? man, I was doing everything. I was doing carpeting, I was doing roofing, I was doing landscaping. Uh, started off as a dishwasher. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, you was a workhorse by the yeah, time you was 10, man. 12 you was yeah. years old. You was a yeah, workhorse, so, boy. Like, I was like 13. Just like, <clears throat> we didn't have much, you know, we didn't. Like, I, I remember uh, being in school and like. I remember being bullied because of my shoes, like, you know, they were, they were, yeah. they were trash. I was like, damn, I was like, um, 
Man, you know, we didn't have. You know, it was like we didn't have it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Listen, I had to go. I went to Dunn School in River Rouge in elementary school, bro. And uh, you know, my mom and my dad, my stepdad had separated at the time, man. And my mom ain't really had no lot of money, bro. I had to wear dress shoes for like a whole semester mm. in school. The ones from Payless, they used to have the little metal tip in the front. They was real dress shoes. So I used to go to school every day wearing uh, dress clothes to match the shoes. So everybody like really thought that I dressed like that, but really I didn't. You know what mm. I'm saying? I just I had to match <laughs> my shoes. So then uh, one day I was playing basketball, man. The whole middle part came off the front. The tip. Yeah. I said, oh, Lord, what I'm going to do? Now I got to tear the other one off. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah. But, you know, those are just the struggles, man. But you know what? It's beautiful because it's times like that. I think about stuff like that, and it makes me appreciate every single thing that I have in my life today, man, for sure. No, it's, it, it, I feel that. I feel <clears throat> it, definitely. Yeah, I remember, uh, man, having some having some shoes, and I can't wear my, my, night, my night shoes because, like, man, I was... Oh, my parents they, they catch me playing soccer with them man they always beat my ass so, so was, yeah what a so, chicote or yeah, what or man, a chancla a chancla <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so yeah that was uh, that was a big thing like I was like man I need, I need to make my own money and get my own gear um, my own shoes you know these nice little things so I started at, at 13 it's like a dishwasher at this uh, restaurant and yeah I did, I did that um, we, like all the weekends yeah for like two summers Okay. So, yeah, it's and but I feel like either way, like I I had a good childhood. Like uh, like man, I, had, I feel like I was that that last childhood before that last generation before the internet. So I was still playing outside. You know, okay. I remember like having dial up. Like you know, you had dial up and you know, yeah, okay. Later All on, right. towards my teens, so so you appreciate things a little bit. Yeah, different. it's like yo, I got to see. Yeah, I got to see. Like I was, I remember when I was like, um, we're playing outside like till till dark, and you know, you don't see that now. <clears throat> I mean, especially now, but like yeah, and it's unfortunate that it's like that. Even like. Um, the kids not having the trick or treat for Halloween like that's something new to me you know what I mean because yeah. I grew up doing that you know my mom used to take us for about three four hours we go to all the suburb cities all through down yeah, river with yeah. the pillowcase joints you know what I'm saying and come home happy as hell that's why my tooth is the way it is now <laughs> hey but it is what it is you know what I mean yeah. it's real everyday people y'all yeah. you better know it cause yeah. we gonna show it <laughs> oh yeah um yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, I went to school, went to um, Detroit Public Schools. Um, what schools did you go uh, to? It's, um, it's a Priest Elementary. Priest, okay. Uh, I went to Munger. Um, I went to uh, Cesar Chavez for like a year. Okay. And then, I went, uh, then I went to Mexico. And then I went to school in Mexico. Dang, what was it like going to school man, in Mexico? It's there's a different world. Oh, what was your Spanish it. like? Dude, my parents were just like, my parents were just <laughs> bad, man. They could tell I already my know accent, I was right bro. with you, bro. Like, yeah, man. It was crazy, though. It was like, I, my Spanish got better while I was down there. Then I forgot my English, bro. When I came back, I was in ESL. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. bro. So, shout out to Lily at the DHDC for running the ESL over yeah. there. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it really, being in Mexico really makes you appreciate the life here. Mm-hmm. Like man, that's like it's it's really if I if I experience poverty here, man, poverty here compared to over there is like But you know what that I learned over there, bro, that I remember is even though nobody had a lot of nothing, mm-hmm. like everybody Happy. still had hospitality. They were very content with the way they lived, like they weren't stressed, they weren't panicking or nervous about things. Like, you know, everybody appreciated what they had. And, you know, it didn't matter, you know, if they only had a can of beans, they would still welcome you in and invite you to share in that with them. So they had, you know, good good traditions, good moral yes. system, you know what yes, I'm saying? Definitely. So that's one thing that I definitely uh realized and appreciated about them you know what I'm saying that the value wasn't in the things they had it was in the hearts that they had yes. it was in the heartbeats of the people of the country you know and that and that definitely taught me you know a good quality gift that you know that, that humans possess yeah man you know? definitely definitely grateful to experience that uh, you know I, I'm raised by my, my grandfather and my grand, grandparents I got their got to know their love and that's like man that's beautiful um just you know, being in a small town is way different from being here in Detroit. So I had to adjust, and yeah, it, it was um, it was hard. It was hard, man. It's like I do feel like 
the school there was a little bit harder than here. Mm-hmm. You know, like math wise or more a little bit more advanced. But yeah. That's was, crazy. Yeah. From a country that's impoverished, yeah. but their education as is of a higher standard. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh yeah, and then um yeah, we was there for like a year, uh, and then we came back. And we came back to Detroit. And um No place like home. Yeah. And then I went to uh yeah, I think I, I went to Munger. Yeah, I went to Munger, then I went to um, this little school called Hope of Detroit. Okay. Hope of Detroit, and then um, Consortium College Prep for high school. And okay. Yeah, so it was like my, my parents' whole idea was like, yo, we're not going to put you in the um, like Western or Cesar Chavez because then you're going to get distracted with the, you know, with your You said friends. you liked going to see Cesar Chavez. Yeah, when, oh, yeah, yeah. When I went to CCA, well, it was the first fifth grade, dude, I was like, uh, I loved it, man. Yeah. It's like, it was the first time that I actually liked going to school. It's like my teacher spoke Spanish. Like a lot of my friends spoke Spanish. You know. Man, that's just that vibe. That it changed. It, it changed. Like it changed a lot for me. And then having to leave that, it sucked because I, 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 you know, I kind of, kind of come back to it. So. And it's crazy because I had that feeling when I lived in Chicago. I had mo- moved out to uh, Chicago with my family. Shout out to the Aranda family. I love you guys. Te extraño. Te mando besos, abrazos de todo. But um, I used to go to school out there to Tanti Branch, me and my cousin Rocio, man. And, uh, you know, it was just it was the first time like, you know, I went to school with a predominant Latinos, like all like everybody there was like Mexican or Puerto Rican. They all spoke Spanish, you know what I'm saying? And it was really great. And even with the things that they taught you, like they taught you about Mexican history, Mm -hmm. like here, it seemed like we only learned about like Christopher Columbus, Martin Mm -hmm. Luther King, the pilgrims and the Indians and stuff like that. But over there, even when I lived in East L.A., like they taught you about Latino culture, you know what I'm saying? So for me it was like you know looking at looking at myself looking at our community and our culture from a whole different perspective just because of the education that I didn't receive here so yeah. when I got out of prison after 17 years I seen all these CCAs you know what I'm saying the Cesar Chavez Academy schools and I was like wow that's great you know what I'm saying that the community can actually identify with their history you know what I'm saying yeah. and not only learn about the history of our country absolutely but the history of our culture and our people as well exactly you know yeah, definitely really makes you appreciate the culture, you know, the culture that's, uh, that we have, you know, especially, you know, the, the, the Aztecs, um, how uh, you know, they became... The Mexicas, boy, you ever seen that movie Apocalypto? Yeah. Pfft, cold, that's baby, that's, cold. That, that's, uh, that's a Jaguar, classic. Paul, you that's hear me? That's a classic, man. That's a classic Man, sure. he was a warrior for sure. Them boys was brutal back then. If you ain't seen it, you got to go check it out. It was filmed by uh, Mel Gibson, Apocalypto, good show, good movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So I learned I learned all of that in Mexico was um and I grew up like, you know, grew up like, yo, how come you know we don't we don't learn that in Detroit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we couldn't get to the education. But it wasn't until I started doing my own searching, like, you know, internet and it's it's it really just it really just flowered from there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. Yeah, man. So So then where'd you go after that? After You said you went to Munger, too. What was it like going to school? Like, what kind of friends did you have? Like, what kind of, like, social life did you have? Uh, man, it was tough, man, because uh, it was, like, back when gangbanging was, like, really, like, really bad. Like, you couldn't wear a color in a certain a certain area because, you know, mm-hmm. you can get mistaken, shot up. Like, yeah, I, I came up in the 90s, baby. Yeah. I remember them days, you yeah. know? It was like, I couldn't... If you don't I, know, now I you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in uh, McGraw, so I can't, couldn't wear no red, you know. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, it was like, grew up yeah, there. Yeah, it was holding it down over there on McGraw. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, man, I've, I've seen shit that scars people, scar people for life. Like, mm-hmm. so I do. So I, yeah, it, it was crazy, like, growing up in that, growing up in that. Uh, and what did that do? Like, you know, in the hood, you always hear about things happen, but when you're there for it and it actually happens, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, somebody done put something in your head that, you know, you didn't even ask permission to be exposed to, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I had a lot, I had a lot of friends that were in it, but I mean, I wasn't, like, really involved in it. Mm-hmm. I dress, you know, I was just dress gangster, but, um, 
Yeah, it was something that I tried to stay away from uh, because I I know it wasn't it wasn't good. Okay. Um, yeah, I tried to stay away from. I used uh, like I was playing soccer for for most of my all of my entire life. Okay. So it's like that's that's what I use like you know air to 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 do every every day. I got out of school every weekend. Uh, just go and play soccer with my friends, and that, that kept me away from the streets. To be honest. Dang, that's yeah. sweet, bro. But uh, yeah, we back here, man, with my man's uh, uh, Emmanuel Juarez, and uh, we were talking about soccer and soccer teams, and you and your dad yeah. and your brother taking a uh, winning winning a little competition you guys had this year, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, definitely. That was like the highlight of my twenty twenty. Uh, but yeah, that's it's always been a big a big part of my life. Uh, was it like in high school? I didn't, I didn't really get to play it in high school. So I went mm-hmm. I went to a high school that was like there was only like literally like three Mexicans, uh, and it was like a, it was a black high school. Okay. And um, yeah, so I, it, it definitely taught me a lot, though. Like it was the the, the diversity that I, I really got to got to know the culture, the, what is Detroit. So Absolutely. I appreciate that a lot. Um, and then uh, was it like I was like sixteen and I got my first truck and like man, you like, bought yourself a truck. Yeah, huh? yeah. I was like, man, I saved up that money from. Uh, oh, from how did that doing. feel? Yo, that was like. That was like, uh, you know how I'm really goal oriented. I was like, yo, I was, yes. yeah. So that was like, um, that was uh, that was big for me, man. It, it was bad. For, it was bad though, because like my my grades went down. Skipping, uh, doing, <laughs> still, yeah, I was like going to skip parties. Dang. Yeah. So, and then um, yeah, it was like I graduated. I didn't I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, man, it was like my first job like, when I got when I graduated. I was like, yo, I'm gonna be a landscaper. I'm gonna do landscaping and cut grass. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this ain't it. Um, and then I, uh, I did carpet with my uncle, and, and yeah, that that was, uh, man, that was tough, you know. But I, I got to learn those skills, so that's that's why that was like the whole point. I was like, yo, but that that didn't work out. And at, at that point, I was like, yo, I want to be my own boss. Like that's the only way I'm going to like really, okay, really be happy, you know. It's like really find. I'm here trying to find my purpose. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and then um, I I went back to school. I went uh, went going to college. I got, I got my degrees in business. I uh, went to Henry Ford Henry Ford Community College. Okay, damn. Yeah. Um, what was that like, man? Being a college student there. Man, it was cool. I I feel like I didn't really get that whole university college experience. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it part time, and I was doing and I was doing part time working with my dad and roofing. Okay, all right. So that's uh, hard work there. Yeah, man. That's, man, I did that when I was younger. Man, that's back that's back breaking work there. The roofing. Yo, man. Yeah. And the Mexicanos, they love the work, boy. Oh man, it's uh, it's yeah, it's insane. The, you know, the hard work that goes into it. Um, I, I was scared of heights the whole time. Like you know, when I was younger, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I said I didn't want to join." But uh, my dad was like, "Yo, you go to school, and there's the days that you have off, come work with me." Mm-hmm. And he took care of me, man. He's like, he really, he really did took care of me. He raised um, you with some good work ethics. Yeah, man. definitely, That's good. man. It's like some good surviving dad. skills as well. Yeah, man. Skill trades is where it's at. That's yeah. what built the. That's what built the world. You know. Yeah, he's the man. He's the hard, hardest um, person I know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then from that, um, I was like, okay, cool. Um, I got the business degree. Um, I helped them run the business. They went, they went legal. We got workers' comp. They got insurance. Okay. So I was, you know, doing that. I was managing that. That's dope. And um, yeah, so uh, we did that for a couple years. And um, I was like, yo, was like this, this ain't really what I, what, what I want to do. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yo, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to bust my ass. That shit, it would be like, <laughs> it would be from like seven a.m. to like ten p.m. It would be days like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I, I can't, I can't really be doing this, like, you know. From, but I did, you know, I, I did what I could. Um, I was like, yo, you know what? I need, I need to do something, something that I like. So I was like, that's why I went back and I started my 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 brand, my um, Jer- Jersey Athletics. So that's uh okay. Yeah, I was like, I always wanted to design. I was, I knew I was like, yo, deep down, like I wanted to design clothes. I was really into fashion, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, I was playing soccer. I was playing soccer, and then I realized, yo, it's like, yo, like these soccer jerseys are kind of whack. I, I know I probably could get some better ones. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. I was like, yo, I started providing us cool soccer jerseys for for like the Sunday league teams. And then it grew, like you know, that was the market. I was like, "Yo, that's 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 it right there." That's sweet. Yeah, so I took advantage of that, um, and it's it was it was really cool. Like um, I got that going, and then um, 
I started involving more streetwear, more of my designs. Okay. Um, recently, I, I even did some masks, man. I made some masks made oh, from yeah? jerseys, yeah. So um, what did would you have like? Did you have like some experience with technology design when you went to school? No, nah, man. It's just like everything was like shit on YouTube. I was like, you know, YouTube University. I, okay, you know, was, dang, that's it, sweet. Be like, yo, how to how to Photoshop. So um, how so how me and Emmanuel met is I was at um I oh, was yeah. at Detroit uh Detroit Forever Jose Rivera's Detroit Forever uh fashion show and this brother was there he had a stand and he was selling these dope ass t shirts I actually wore one of mine on one of my episodes and it had a picture of Tupac and Chalino Sanchez and it was just like two cultures clash two legends you know what I'm saying and I loved it and uh, he didn't have my size that day but <laughs> we swapped out information I was on his head every day though bro what's up I need my t-shirts finally got me my t-shirts and i was like man it's so dope to see him you know at his age out there you know what i'm saying in the hustle and bustle being creative you know selling product like you know moving forward in in life man being progressive and and, and as prosperous as can be yeah man that was uh man, that was a that was a good time that uh that event yeah but, that fashion show yeah, yeah i met a lot of good show. people man artists food Fashion, all that good yeah. stuff. Can't wait till things go back to normal, yeah, shout, so we can have Jose. another. Shout out Jose, He's the man, goat, no man. doubt, He's the go for sure, man. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, you know, I started the the brand, and it went well. Um, but I, I realized, yo, I need I need to put more more attention to it. So I, I stopped doing uh, roofing full time, and I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm gonna get a nine to five. So uh, I got a nine to five, um, and then. Um, you know, it's just it kept on growing. Like um, everything kept on growing. What kind um, of nine to five did you get? So I work out at this. Um, we do like uh, electric uh, vehicles. We do like the chargers. So it's a okay. It's a whole. Uh, it's a company that it's out in Dearborn. It's close. You know, it's like it, it, it worked out. It was, it the was commute, convenient. Yeah, the commute was, was like you know I'm like ten minutes away. Mm-hmm. So, and what yeah. do you think you learned from that? Because I just learned about my life and my journey, like everything that I've been through, man. Like it taught me something. I was either there to give something or receive some type of knowledge, some type of power, some type of experience that I had to exchange with the moment. And sometimes you have to go through times of discomfort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes you got to be flexible. Sometimes you have to go through certain things. But at the end of the day, it all serves its purpose in the end. You know, and it was it was through these jobs that you had you had acquired and obtained skills. But at the same time, you were starting you. you the more that you worked in, in, in all these different trades, you started to discover yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you started to discover what you were good at. And then you talked about how you started utilizing your brain and yeah. you, how, how you can get paid by using your mind. Yeah. You know, so, you know, when you, you come from less, you, you got to do more. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my whole my whole thing was like, yo, I'm going to learn all these skills. I want to be, a, you know, like handyman of everything, like mm-hmm. jacks of all trades. Um, so, yeah, that uh, um, I'm to do a nine to five. But my whole thing is like I want the nine to five to just pay my bills and then, you know, my businesses to to really just. Uh, to make me more money, uh, to buy more assets, mm-hmm. you know, just get a get a good cash flow. It's like have different um, streams of revenue. So that was my whole thing. It's like, yo, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'll be happy once I get like that financial freedom and I get to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the goal, you know. Once that once that happens, I get to like, man, put everybody on, help everybody all. It's just like, and you've had that mindset since you were like 13 years old. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it's. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like it's, it's, I was, uh, I was knew I wanted to just be, be work, work, work for myself. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I started uh, Fiesta Vibes. Um, Fiesta, Fiesta Vibes. Vibes, yeah. Fiesta Vibes is. Um, Tell everybody how they can find this, where they can. Go oh yeah, to, it's just like it's on, you know, your on Jersey Instagram. Athletics. Yeah, Jersey Athletics on Instagram. Um, how do you spell it? G J R E Z underscore E Athletics. Yeah. And then uh, I got my uh, my other business, Fiesta Vibes, and that's uh, Fiesta Vibes Detroit that's on Instagram. Okay. You can follow me too. I'm S W D E J A Y. So yeah, that's, that's 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 where you can find me. So I have all my businesses on there, even like the roofing business. So yeah, it's like I tried. Um, you know how you said like I got all these skills, and I'm like yo. I think if I put them all together somehow, like yo, it's it. I want to see how that. I want to see the the results of that, mm-hmm. and 
yo, it's that's that's been um, that's been really good for me, uh, for my creativity, for my growth. Like I got to uh, when I do the Fiesta vibes, we basically get a platform to artists. So my whole idea with Fiesta vibes is my sister. She's an artist. Yo, mm -hmm. she's like. Man, she's she's dope. She goes to school or CCS. When you talk about artists, you're talking about yeah, yeah. She paints, artists, man. She can paint anything, bro. Okay. And she's, man, she's cold with it. She's um. So she, I get a lot of inspiration from her. Shout out to sis. Yeah, man. I'm I'm gonna get her to come through, man. Yeah, yeah no doubt story, for sure. Man. She's she's man. She drops some knowledge for sure. Um, but yeah. So that was my house. Like, yo, uh, you have some dope ass art, but. I, I want people to see it. Like, you know, she's more of an introvert. So, like, so I want people to see it. it was she, when we were at the um, fashion show, yeah. you had your booth, and there was a girl yeah. next to their painting. Is that her? That's my sister, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Her artwork is absolutely beautiful, oh, yes, bro. Yes. I literally stand, stood there and was mesmerized by her painting, especially watching her do it. Yeah. I was like, man, dang, that's dope. I would man. love to maybe buy some work or something off of one of yeah, these days. Yeah, for sure, man. man. She's, she's, man, she's so talented. Mm. And I've always been surrounded by really talented people. Like, uh, my best friend is um, Freddie Diaz. And dude's, like, I'm an amazing artist. Southwest Freddie, Southwest right? Freddie, yeah. yeah. So his art, man, his art has inspired a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of my creativity. Mm. I love, you know, so... Um, he's got a lot of art at the DHDC inside of there. Yeah. yeah he's painting a lot of, like, cultural Man, art. And he stuff paints and the whole hood. He, yeah, he's painting the whole hood, definitely. Yeah, yeah so um, all of that, it's just, like, I always knew it was, like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm also an artist. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm a businessman, but I'm, I'm also an artist, so I want to tie all of that in. So I had with Fiesta Vibes, it's like, yo, we're going to throw events. We're going to throw events. Uh, we're going to have some music, and then I have my sister painting. And my, my mama, she, she makes some bomb-ass food, bomb-ass oh, yeah. bambasos. Yeah, so it's like, yo, my mom's going to be selling the bambasos. Bambasos? Whatever. Bambasos. So it's like, uh, it's like a torta, right? It's like a torta. I love torta. Yeah, torta. It has like, it's, it's, it's like some spice. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, it's fried. It's a little bit fried. You, and uh, you put like, uh, it's like carrots, carrots, mm -hmm. uh, potato, and chorizo. You got the lettuce. You got the crema. You got the queso fresco. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I love the queso What makes it special fresco. is the sauce. You know the sauce and the spice that's that's on the okay. that's on the bread. Yeah. Man, fire, bro. Man, fire. I love tortas, man. Yeah, it's giving so, me heartburn right now just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that that actually came about like um, when I started doing that like two years ago. Um, it was at I was at an L club, and mm -hmm. I tweeted. I was like, "Yo," I was like, uh, "L club needs to have a Latin night." I can't believe they have a land night in there in Southwest Detroit. And they, I know. And, yeah, I said, By the oh. name of it, El Club. I thought El Club. Oh, yeah. yeah. We so they, ain't nothing about it, no Latinos, huh? Yeah, they actually responded to me, right? They actually mm -hmm. responded. It's like, yo, it's like, um, yeah, we, we have it we have that in the works. And so I was like, okay, cool. Can't wait for it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, man, so knowing Freddie, like, he's he's con connected with them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we made that happen. Like, yo, we, we that was, I remember I was in Chicago. So shout out to uh to Sol, my, my cousin Sol. But yeah, I was in Chicago and I don't know if you know um there's an artist in Cuco. So he went for his birthday and yo, that was like that weekend, it was just insane. I was like that's where I feel like uh Fiesta Vice was born. So I'm you know, I'm in a different place and I'm like, yo, how come how come we can't have this in Detroit? You know, it's like mm -hmm. we can't have this vibe in Detroit. So yeah, I went back to Detroit and we had we had that. And came back here and, and um and yeah, this is uh Fiesta Vibes launched. You know, we had uh Bad Bunny versus uh Drake. Dang, Drake Knight, yeah. Oh, okay. no, Bad Bunny versus Drake the Jay Bobbin and Bad Bunny Night. So that, that was the Latin night that they, they put for uh at El Club. Yeah, for El Club. Okay. Yeah. And, I've uh, heard about it and that driving down Werner, I see both sides of the shit like that place be slapping. Yeah, man, it was it was really slapping. They do big ass Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. back uh, when this COVID stuff first hit, they were distributing food to the community pizzas and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I had posted up. So, big ups to them. Big yeah, ups to my man Rob at Guy's Pizza, too, over there in Lincoln Park. Much yeah, love, shout bro. Out, shout out to Drew. Yeah, shout out to Drew. Yeah, man. no doubt, man. I, I love seeing, you know, businesses, just people in general from the community, you know, helping out, man, and doing doing their part and doing what they can, man. So, big ups to all the businesses, you know, showing love to the community for sure. Yeah, man. So... Yeah, that that happened, and that really I feel like that changed the entertainment in Southwest in a way. 
Mm-hmm. Like nobody was really doing like uh, specific nights. Like this week, we highlighted, which is like the trend right now, the Latin trap. Latin and, trap. Yeah, it made it. It made it into a night. Yeah, man, that was it was dope. Cause my idea of Latin trap was like I want to listen to some some cumbia. I want some mm-hmm. reggaeton. I want some freestyle. And that all came. You know, I chose the, we chose the DJs, mm-hmm. um, and I was out there selling my shirts. That's you know? yeah, I love that. My shirts. You like a little Jose Rivera? Look at you. Yeah. So I was like, "Yo, it's like this is this is how this is this is like I want to create this. Like this is like I, I want to make this a trend." Um, so um, I started reaching out to other venues. Other venues started reaching out to me. So. Freddie actually had a um, like a, a collab with Vans, and we did Detroit Shipping Company. Have you heard Detroit Shipping Company? Yeah, yeah, that's right around man, the block. That's, from that's, dope, that's a dope. That's a dope place, man. That's the shipping containers. That's that's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a we did a lot of night there, and man, that was huge. But like we did it like I added more elements to it. You know, I was like, okay, so uh, Freddie, your Freddie's gonna drop his collab with Vans. He did like a pop up store, and then I had my pop up store too, and then. Um, my friend uh, Mireya, she's a she's a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. She's an influencer. I mean, dude, she she did like her makeup. Was she at Jose's uh, fashion uh, show as well? No, no okay. I don't think so. All right, because I, I know so. there's a couple makeup artists that were there as well. Yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to her. She's dope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, so when, but then we uh, we got we got like uh, more DJs. Yeah, we got like, we got like three DJs, you know, to go all night. And then uh, we got a dude hit me up from Pontiac. Uh, shout out Fancy, Mr. Fancy. He hit me up and he's like, yo, it's like, yo, it's perform. So, yo, so you have all these elements, all these cool, mm-hmm. cool people coming together and just making this like a forgettable night, man. It, it, that that was like, that really put, it put me on a map. I got like a Modelo sponsor. Dang, yeah, for real? Yeah, it was, sweet. it was, it was dope. It was dope. That happened like, that was like the second time that I, and it was through the events that you were throwing. Yeah, it was no, it was the second event that I we, that I helped you know like curate. Mm-hmm. And, and you know Miguel Reyes too, right? Yeah, so that's Shout how out to that's, my man Reyes. Where, that's yeah. my dog taking care of business with the youth, man. Yeah. Much love, bro. Hell yeah, that's that's my boy, man. Shout yeah. out Reyes, man. Definitely my mentor. Shout out to Lex Zavala too, man. That's my man. Yeah. Shout out to uh, yeah. Shout out to all of them, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Adrian too. Um, and everybody at the Culture House, if they're watching right now, but. Yeah, um, was it was like Detroit Shipping Company. Um, that's where I actually uh, raised Noah. Like he was like, "Yo, who the fuck is doing this?" So like, yo, he he uh, got my Instagram, hit me up, and it started from there. Like, yo, he mm-hmm. yeah, like man, that that alone, like what we have right now with Coach Greers, it's it's that itself. It's it's that's really dope. Um, we just, like last year, like we were just planning. We had like this. Like uh, Cinco de Mayo festival that we were Man. gonna plan, dude. Yeah. It was it was gonna be insane. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's really unfortunate because when I grew up, bro, like we used to have these big Latin American festivals, Mexican festivals at Hart Plaza downtown, mm-hmm. and then you know, not even in the neighborhood, like the old carnivals at Clark Park and and um, Holy Redeemer and stuff like that. Like those are the things that kept a lot of communities tight together. You know what I'm saying? They 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 represented. You know, our community represented our culture. They represented family, engagement, events, things like that. And they don't do that no more. And it's really unfortunate because I feel like people become more disconnected because of it. You know, and then when you talk about, you know, how you were the one that met up with the people at Ed Club and, you know, initiated, you know, a Latino night. Like, I just think it's amazing to be able to open up a business like that in a Latino community and not even... have a night designated and I think sometimes that you know Southwest Detroit has this stain on it where they think everybody's a gang member violent things like that and I mean no doubt yeah it's a part of our history you know what I'm saying in 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 urban communities across across the country you know but at the end of the day I feel like um you know we have you know we have a right you know what I'm saying to be represented and to represent you know our our home and where we're from and always have a place you know what yeah. I'm saying to be able to you know represent on behalf of our community our culture and our people yeah de- definitely I feel like um, like I know a lot of people would call Southwest Detroit like ghetto 
You know, mm-hmm. they'll be like, yo, mm-hmm. it's ghetto, but... Um, and they may think that, you know, we're just drug dealers, gang members, yeah. trouble, shootings. A lot of people might not invite you. You might have family from the suburbs, suburbs don't even invite you to the house because yeah. they think you're going to steal something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. But I'm just saying that it's unfortunate that it has to be like that. And I know sometimes in life you got to love people from a distance. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just, I live a life today, man, where I don't like to live with no regret. Mm. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I try not to hold no grudges in my life, hold any animosity towards anybody, bro. I live with a heart full of peace, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and just with love, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely, bro. I feel that for sure. And um, yeah, it's just, um, um, it's definitely changing. Like Southwest Detroit is changing, yo. It's mm-hmm. like, so you have like this middle, you're in the middle of this change, and like, yo, you want, you want to be, you want to be that change, you know, you. You want to be part of the transition. Yeah, you wanna you wanna see that. You wanna see your vision coming out. What's you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So when that when that happened, um, when that happened, I was just uh, yeah connected with Reyes, and you know that everything blew up like, um, and, and I connected everything with the brand. Mm-hmm. With the Fiesta yeah, vibes, yeah, it all complemented so, each other. Yeah, and then I, I I kept on getting more skills. You know, uh, I was like, yo. Uh, I learned how to DJ. Uh, I was doing photography. Don't say that. We got turntables yeah, over there yeah, now. Yeah, but I'm, that's I'm, sweet, I'm, I'm though. I'm going to come through. Yeah, I'm going to come yeah. through. You know, set for sure. Um, but I learned how to, man, I was I was acting, bro. I was, like, modeling Dang. and shit. So, yeah. So, you have all these, that's sweet. All these uh, new stuff. And, dude, at the culture house, so you just meet. Man, you people. cultivating every yes. skill, possibility, potential, craft that you got. You fully invested in yourself by applying yourself in every yeah. which way that you can, man. That's a blessing, bro. Yeah. That's very powerful, man. Because everybody has the ability to be that talented, to be that skilled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But too many people become stagnant. They get comfortable where they at. They think that they can live the rest of their life with just knowing just enough. You know what I'm saying? But you put yourself in a box. You become a barrier in your own life, man. You got to be more open-minded. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people need to look a lot more internal than external. You know, yes. because you're going to find everything you need. You're going fi- to really find what you made of when you look inside uh, of yourself. And then when you start to go through things in life, you know what I'm saying? These situations are going to reveal yourself to yourself. Yeah. No, definitely. Man. Yeah. So, I, like, I did, like, a whole rebranding uh, from, from myself. Like, I really was discovering myself. Mm-hmm. This whole, everything that I was, that was, it was going really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I was, like, in a... I was in a long relationship and I had a bad breakup and I was like, yo, it's perfect for rebranding myself. I want to come back. I want to come back harder, stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, yo, I'm going to do it. You know, my mind, put my mind into it and just create. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, what was it? In like 2017, um, it was like the Bitcoin mania. I, they, uh, I was in prison, bro, and I was hearing about it on the news, reading about it. People were talking about it, and I'm like, what is it? Like, what is Bitcoin? Like, man, so how does that work? It's basically like digital gold. Uh, like, I like to say it's, it's our, digital it's gold. Our, I never it's, heard that It's before. our generation's gold. Like, if you think about it, like, um, you know, the, the dollar is devaluating, especially now that mm-hmm. that they poured, they put trillions into the economy. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's devaluating. If you see right now, it's, it's weaker than what it was. Um, like years ago, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's like yo, people are investing into into Bitcoin. You know, to store their value. You have these big institutions and companies are invested in it. So, mm-hmm. yo, I, I did all this research. I'm like, yo, uh, what's investing? You know, I have never, you know, I re- never really had no role model. My parents don't know about investing. They just know that you know, stash that money and save the money under the couch, yeah. under under the mattress. Yeah. So, uh, man, I did all this research at the same time I was doing all of this. So I'm like, yo. I'm gonna like um, I'm gonna take advantage of all this information and mm-hmm. just and just learn and grow and and teach other people, you know. And and that's the beauty, bro. Yeah. You are willing to do the research, study, obtain the knowledge, and then share it. Yeah, that is the best thing that you can do as a human, 
as a servant to your people, to your community, to your family, you know what I'm saying, is share your blessings, whatever, whether it's financial, whether it's educational, whether it's spiritual, whatever wealth that you possess, share your blessings, you know what I'm saying? And I just, man, I salute you, bro, because that's beautiful. That's how you reproduce productivity. That's how you that's how you reproduce positivity. That's how you reproduce uh, prosperity. You know mm. what I'm saying? Is each one teach one. What I have is yours. I'm willing to yes. share. A lot of people, they got information and they don't want to share it with nobody because they want to be better than everybody. They want to be higher. They want to feel like they worth more than other people, man. Yeah. You know what gives me worth, man? What gives me value is my heart and the heart to give. I love receiving, but I love giving more. You know what I'm saying? And giving of myself in every way. You know what I'm saying? So I respect you, brother, for, no. for putting in the work, my brother, and then and then putting it back out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so other people can be educated and make them same investments and hopefully be successful. And, and I wish you the best of success, bro. I want to see same, you grow, grow, you know what I'm saying, and become everything that you, you're supposed to become. Yeah, man, it really it really takes a village, you know. It it, it takes a village, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, sometimes you raised by a village of thugs, though. You feel me? No. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just you know, we share the knowledge and and we plant all these seeds, and you know, it's it's you should see it grow. You see it grow, and you and you just. I'm around always by um, you know like minded people. I like to just feel like a lot of attraction. That's how I met you, Jose Reyes. So it's you know it, it it all works out and we all learn from each other. I, I feel like that's that's key, man. It's mm-hmm. we all like have uh, and we all bring something to the table, yes. man. Motivate each other, you know, inspire each other, and that's that, that to me. That's that's what it's about. And, and I swear, it's just so unfortunate when you just got that crab in a bucket theory. When you just got yeah. people who want to step on each other, like like it's mandatory that I be better than you, man. Like I, I'm really like I hear so many artists. From the neighborhood, local artists with a lot of talent, a lot of potential, but the thing is they don't want to work with each other. Why? Why would you not want to work with each other, uplift each other? I don't care if you're DJing, if you're promoting, if you're singing, if you're rapping, if you're dancing, whatever you do, man, get with your crowd. Get with the people who are doing the same thing as you so you guys can get creative, unite, bring everything you got to the table and move forward together. You can be bigger. You can be better. We have to be able to set the example for people out of state, out of town who want to come into our city and see what Detroit is about. They want to see what Southwest is about. How we working and we sit here divided, man. Who want to come in and support that? Who's going to feel safe coming to our to our city if everybody's divided? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I believe in unity, man. I yeah, believe definitely. that we do better together, man. Yes. No, and there's I longevity that in that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Man. I feel like uh, a lot of people feel like they're in competition with others. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I mean, I guess it's human nature it for is. people to want to be com- uh, competitive. But when we're talking about, you know, what makes sense, you know, what I'm saying when we're talking about looking at a bigger picture, an yeah. overall picture. You know what I'm saying? How how better and easier is it when everybody does their part? You know what I'm saying? When everybody brings something to the table, we could all accomplish our goals together. Yeah, yeah, and then it goes back to you know your, your mentality on it. It's like mm-hmm. me is like I'm I'm in competition too, but I'm in competition with myself. Like first and foremost, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm in like I feel like I'm in my own lane, and like you know, it's like the sun shines for everyone. That's you know, absolutely. But you got to let the sun shine in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You definitely got to got to allow it. Yeah. yeah so. so so the Bitcoin thing, like, um, has has it benefited you? Yeah. Uh, has, really, what has it taught you? So yeah, man, and like. Uh, it crashed and I'm like, yo, shit, it crashed and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, so that really got it got me dipped into it into uh, into investing and then I did more research and I'm like, yo, weed stocks are the next thing. So I got I'm like, what weed stocks? And yeah, so I was like, uh, I didn't really know about the stock market. You know, I taught myself a bunch of YouTube videos. You, you talked go, about Elon Musk too, right? Oh Did yeah, you? with Tesla, man, dude, that's that's like, man, he's. Yeah, he's the go on that. The Tesla is, is crazy. It's okay. uh, yeah, Tesla Tesla is crazy with that. So the stocks right now. Um, yeah, I just taught myself how to in, invest into that. Like I, I, I felt like there was like, yo, why do I have money in my savings and it's not making no interest? Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like yo, you make say what one percent, it give you like, that's crazy. Like you could just go and put your money into like the stock market and get like annually like ten percent back. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, and then I started learning more about like 401ks and Roth IRAs. 
So all of that, um, I'm like, yo, I want to provide that information to our people too, because like we we need, you know, financial freedom, yeah. and and it just importantly financial too, freedom, yeah, because so many of us that come from 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 urban neighborhoods were taught to just you know live for today because ne- tomorrow's never promised like wasn't really raised you know with with skills of saving and preparing for the yeah. future things like that so we became financial irresponsible you know we spend our money feeding the flesh you know what i'm saying instead of investing and in preparing for our futures and the futures of our families yeah you know so i mean i, I really admire you so much for having that intelligence man and and making a change and being a change and being the change that you want to see in others and actually bringing something to the table and willing to contribute to other people's lives with this knowledge man yeah no and i i just feel like there's a lot of people like me in in southwest like they uh they grow up and they don't know they don't know what to do they're like they just follow the steps that their parents follow they go into to the field, to like uh, the construction mm-hmm. and like, labor, yo, labor work. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, like yo, what if you're creative and you don't have that that uh, that platform? You don't have, you know. So you I said like, during the interview, how can I make money using my mind? Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy's a genius. Yeah, man. So that's that's something that that you know, like I want to provide to the people, like yo. You could do this and make some money, so you could like do what you really want to do, like you, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, it's just it's it's been a journey of mine. And it's uh, and I just keep learning, keep trying to learn, man. It's uh, I keep meeting people that are into it. All my friends are getting into it, so now they're having we're having conversations. They're like, "Yo, what's your stock pick for the week?" And yeah, it's right. That it's, is dope, bro. Me. That is dope because conversations like that when I was growing up were so far fetched and incomprehensible for us you know what i'm saying like i you know our, like your parents did we grew up putting our money in the shoebox bro yeah. You know what I mean? And so it, I, I just, you know, I, I came home at 40 years old after serving 17 years in prison. I've been home like 16 months, bro. Like, got my driver's license for the first time. Got a bank account. You know, got credit cards. Got bank loans. Like, yeah. I just I just qualified for a house. You know, I can get a house now legitimately in my name. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm growing, bro, at 42. And, um... And I'm just I'm just so happy to see you at your age to be where you're at with the knowledge you have because I can only imagine how smart and how far you're gonna be when you're my age at 42, bro. Yeah, man, it's um, and it's 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 crazy how you 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 adapted really fast when you uh when you got out of jail. It's like you, uh, how was that that change like that culture shock? Like just. Well, um, you know, I have became a little bit familiar with the with the cultural changes because you know the the generations of prisoners fluctuate and they change as well so as this newer generation of prisoners are coming in i'm learning about the music i'm learning about the fashion you know i'm learning about new belief systems you know some things were 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 so much better than i had imagined and some things that i think that fell to the wayside even simple things like mannerisms you know what i'm saying like a lot of younger generations they were like uh, mind, mindless, you know, about where yes. about their environments, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it just came from focusing so much on technology that they became ignorant to the surroundings because they would bump into you. They wouldn't say, please, thank you, excuse me. You know, a lot of them didn't wash their hands and things like that. So, you know, I, you know, there's so many problems, you know, and so many things that we could discuss, you know, pertaining to that. Sometimes the lack of having, you know, a positive male figure in a home or a father figure in a home to teach, you know, a boy something like that. And then at 18, 19, when they're coming to prison, you know what I'm saying? And you're seeing the changes in the generations. So, I, you know, I paid attention to those, to those types of things because um, um, sexuality, you know, yeah. you, have, you had like gay population now like me growing up before like being gay was like taboo or something that you kept in the closet and now people are 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 prideful of it they're very open with it and 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 it's 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 very big you know they're very um it's a big population that exists in society today you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot of changes that you had that i had to adapt to and there was so many transitions i had to go through mental transitions physical transitions emotional transitions and like i said you know certain things like holidays could trigger certain emotions that you didn't even know existed and then now we're talking about trauma you know from you for you know things that you grew up with or feeling and 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 you know and you go back to the time 
you know, to the moments where you remember things like that. But, you know, overall, going to the mall, like, it was amazing because I seen all the shoes and how creative yeah. it had become and the clothes and how everything didn't need to be politi- politically correct. Like, everything didn't need to match. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I thought that was cool because I said this generation has opened up their mind and, and like, there's no more barriers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you guys, th- this generation broke down all the barriers and are building bridges. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I, and I just... I respect it so much yeah no man yeah they're definitely building bridges man mm-hmm. so you know i started telling you about the the rebranding uh, that i was doing on myself mm-hmm. it was like 2019 um yeah so i was like yo i want to go to all these festivals i want to do i want to go all these travel to all these places and, and then i met just all these different people and they were there you know they were they were kind. They were, they were kind. They, were, they wanted to share their knowledge. They wanted to teach me. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were they were curious about you know my experiences, and it was man, it's yeah, it was uh, it's it was definitely a life changing experience going to to all those uh, all those places that I was going to uh, in 2019. I went to uh, I went to Mexico to Rosarito. I went to uh, yeah, man. That was that's probably like the the most influential place that I have had like like. In recent times, uh, going to I went to like a Baja Beach Fest, mm-hmm. and it's a festival, reggaeton festival on the beach. Where at? In Rosarito, Rosarito. In Mexico. Okay. Yeah, so we were like, it was me and my brother. We were like the only uh, people from Michigan that were down there. Everyone was California. So was it, was it like tourists? Like a yeah, lot of it was. It was a lot. It was a lot of, a lot of people uh, from, from United California. States. Yeah, a lot okay. of people from California. But it was a lot of Chicanos, like a lot of first, mm-hmm. first second gen. Um, and yo, I woke up, went to the beach, and then we have the banda playing. You know, we have the banda sweet. playing, and then um, we would go in the afternoon. We go to the festival, reggaeton, perreo. Dang! So you get so the best you of get both worlds. Yeah, you get the best of best both worlds. Of both worlds. So I'm like, yo, for sure. like, how can I bring that to Detroit? Like, and that's you know, like that. That's you know, doing all that with the fiesta vibes. Uh, like, try that's that was my whole. One minute okay. you going from y llegaste yeah, como primavera. and the next thing you going to romper, romper, romper. Yes, man, I yes. love that. That's dope, that's, bro. So that's that's the vibe that I wanted to create. You know, I was like, yo, yeah. that vibe is yeah. like it, it, it stuck with me. That I want to create that vibe, and um, and yeah, it's like um, we were doing that. We did the uh, Bad Bunny versus uh, Drake, and that one was like we mixed we mixed the cultures. We mixed that uh, we had, okay. yo, is like in one room we had the DJ going on with all this the, the Drake music, and um, you know all the hip hop, all the reggaeton, and then we had another room that had the banda going. We had like I, I, I got connects with like the grupos and the bandas from Southwest Dang, Detroit. That's sweet. Booked them like yo, they they were, it was crazy, dude. I was like, and it's all up tempo. Yeah, too, and dude. everybody was singing along, was dancing. That's so dope. We, we created different rooms where you could go and experience different vibes, like. Right in the middle of it, we had a big ass art gallery, and my my sister's art was on oh. like on it. And this was all at El Club. No, this is like uh, another place that we got. We call it La Madrugada. So that's when okay. me, me and Reyes, we we got together. And we we created that. Um, okay. You know, we created that. And so, and that was man. That was like yo. That was right before the coronavirus. And we were like, mm-hmm. yo, we had plans. We, we were gonna go to Chicago. No, we went. We went to Chicago. We were gonna go to New uh, New York, Austin. So we Man, had the whole like, world. Yo, yeah, we said, like, yo, Jimmy. this is like I found someone that that has like the same vision, the same uh, vision on the vibes that I want to create. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that was um, that was that's and he's man, he's always like always supportive and always willing to listen to what I have to say. So it's mm-hmm. so it's man, he's, he's he's been a lot of help, definitely. Yeah. Um, you were talking about the beach, uh, the beach experience in Tijuana. You had the best of both worlds. You had the banda. You had the trap, uh, trap music, reggaeton. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and then you were telling me something about an electric forest, man, that I oh, never dude. even heard of, but you had man. put me into. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that, that. Festival is is insane, bro. It's like it's it's another world. Like you, you go in there, it's it's literally it's a lifestyle for a lot of people. For real? Yeah, a lot of people go back every year. Like that's their that's their. And the crazy things you said is here in it's Michigan. It's here in Michigan. It's in Rothbury. It's like uh, it's like three hours away from from Detroit. Uh, and it's called it's the Electric North. Forest. Electric huh? Forest. Yeah, it's it's just the story. It's like this uh, this guy like he um, he went in the forest and he um, he planted trees with all his friends. You know, he was mm-hmm. they were 
they were you know singing and uh, dancing, listening to music and playing trees, and so they they grew and that, that's the electric forest. Wow. Yeah, it's man, I've met incredible people there. It's it's and the vibe there. It's like you go in there, there's there's no ego. Everyone is everyone is tripping balls though. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's man, it's like. Like tripping when I acid um, and stuff? Yeah, like psychedelics, man. Psychedelics is like... Mushrooms. Yeah, that's like my first time that I, I did psychedelics. Oh, and for real? I'm like, man, that was with the music. I felt the music. Like, I'm the type of person that, that gets like chills with, uh, with like, you know, you know listening to good music. Mm-hmm. So, it, man, I, I was there and that, it was just, that was insane. That was insane. So, it was... You feel like you are the music. You yeah, become the music. Yeah, you're, you you're feeling like, that and, good. And they, and they party hard. Like, it's like the festival goes up to like 12, but there's like the, the parking and they have RVs and they, they literally party all night until the Dang. sun rise. Like, Dang. yeah, yeah. They, 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 they How do you get up. invited to an event like that? Man, you just go. It's 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 crazy because they sell out quick. You just got to hop on it and just buy your ticket like a month in advance. Um, Who was and, like one of the coolest people you met at an event like that? That I met at an event like that, man. It was, it was, uh, it was actually like, you know, um, we went to. It was this um, artist uh, Kuko. He was playing there, and you know we went backstage. You know, cause it's cool with Freddie. We had went to his mm-hmm. birthday the day before, so we we met up there, and man, he was playing. Like, yo, it was like, it was like, man, such a good time. Uh, very interesting, like just. The, the whole vibe like it's, and what kind of music did they play it was a lot of EDM it was everything they had little sections so that's again we go like little, had little sections of different music they oh, had like silent sweet. disco where you go and listen to some um, hip hop and R&B so and then you're tired of that you go out, out into the forest and uh, and dance to some um, um, EDM they had like T-Pain was playing so oh okay yeah, they had cool. like um, they had just different different artists and just different DJs yeah, it was, man, it was that insane. sounds dope. I've they, never been to nothing man, like that. They, they have it's like, like an outdoor rave or something. They, yeah, it's it, that's what it is. It's a rave. It's mm. um, they have different arenas, bro. It's like different places, and um, they have like this church right in the middle of the forest, like a church, and the church is just like in the it's a rave inside of a church. Are you? Serious? Yeah, yo. So that's Shoot, that reminds you, me of like, Pontiac. What was yes. that club called? Club. Uh, Clutch Cargos and uh, Club Ignitions, or wasn't it? They were churches and stuff like yeah, that. Man, I so. said, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. Because <laughs> I'm going to get up in here and get loose. Yeah. <laughs> so I came, you know, I was like, yo, that, that changed. That whole experience just changed. It changed me. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking about, you know, how can I make money from it? And then I'm like, and I saw, what like. the way you think, boy. <laughs> you know, I was like, I saw, like, yo, you know, like, there's psychedelic stocks that are about to pop. Because mm-hmm. that shit is about to be legal in a couple of years, mm-hmm. so I started doing <clears throat> what, this. with the mushrooms or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah dude. There's like, there's this um, Holocaust survivor, and he was like, he was a kid. He was a kid when he um, when he got into concentration concentration camps, mm-hmm. and um, he then they took his dad, and he survived. Wow. And he's actually the face of the legalization for for like uh, psilocybin and psychedelics. Wow, for real? Yeah, because like yo, mm. he he we had a trip down to Mexico because like you know he's traumatized for life. This dude like he never felt joy. Wow. Like yeah, it was this thing he never he can't feel joy. But he had this trip. He went to Mexico and he had they had um, psychedelics there, and that changed his life. Yo, he wow, like he's like he real? had this he had a, this this vision that. You know, he met his dad. Um, you know, he talked to his dad. And wow, are you serious? Yeah. After man. that, you know, after that, he's 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 a millionaire now. So he's been pouring millions into the to research. Wow, that's the study crazy. Of it. Yeah. Times have changed, bro. Times yeah. have definitely changed. So, what's the future looking like for Emmanuel Juarez, man? Man, just uh, keep growing, man. Just uh, keep growing uh, and just really enjoy, and enjoying life because I, I feel like I'm, I've been too busy trying to find like a purpose in it but it's mm-hmm. it's like a purpose you have to live like you you enjoy all the you know you find purpose in the opportunities man yeah. so sometimes we get so busy in the hustle and yeah. bustle we, we forget to recognize our blessings man or sometimes we lose sight of what we even hustling for and to begin to begin with yeah you know yeah and it's something like you know I always you know it's just trying to find like a, a purpose but I'm like yo I need to like enjoy the moment and just mm-hmm. live life at the moment right now. It's like tomorrow isn't promised, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I try to, 
you know, I'm, I'm always thinking, trying to trying to think ahead of the future. But yeah, it's like, man, I'm just gonna, I want to keep growing. I love keep... that progressive thinking, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really good, it's, man. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, a healthy mind state to have. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. So yeah, keep growing, keep uh, sharing knowledge, creating. Yeah, that's that's dope, learning, man. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna constantly evolve as a human being, man, and you and you're gonna be okay, man. I promise you that, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Sure. So, so every segment I try to have our guests bring in something of sentimental value to them and something to be able to share a story with. So, um, you said you brought something that you wanted to share a story with a sentimental value with yeah. your item, man. Share it with us. I'm gonna put them on. Uh, shit. Uh, it's my. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take them off. Shit. Okay, they got yeah, the J's on, on baby. You know? Show me the inspiration. Yeah, I'm put like, it up the to the camera so they can see the military blues, the force. Yo, so I remember like uh, what size these are my. <laughs> I'm a ten, I'm a ten, but uh, yeah, I remember going to the store, going to the shoe store. I'm like, yo, I want those. those. Those are my dream shoes. So when they came out, and they came out, I literally I camped outside the store with my friends, and we got them. I mean, I got two pairs. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get one to sell, and then keep keep mine. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, like so like. I was, it's like ten, like 10 years old. So, yeah. Dang, and you still got them. Those yeah, are cold, man. bro. still crispy, man. And so, they still look good, too, after was, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, I was really happy, though. I was really happy when I when I first bought them, dude. It was like... And I, even if was it like seen, your first pair of, like, expensive Yeah, sneakers? it was my first pair. It was my first pair of, like, expensive mm-hmm. sneakers. And so, um, that, that really just started this whole, uh, you know, sneakerhead thing, too, that I was going... I was into, so... Yeah, it's like it's man. Listen, it turned a lot of people into sneakerheads, especially coming from poverty, man. Yeah, you know, like having stories like you didn't have nice your shoes, stuff like that. So when you grow grow up and you're able to provide for yourself, man, the first thing you want to do is just get fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know you just you make make you feel good about yourself. You know, so I know that feeling, bro, because when I was going to school, I didn't have no name brand shoes, nothing. Yeah. We was going to pay less, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I'm blessed now and, and uh, you know, I, I love Jays. I love everything. Yeah. I, I stepped out of my box, you know, when it comes to, you know, fashion, things like that. bro. I like to diversify myself as up. well, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah man, you fresh, bro. Fresh. My sure. dog. But um, like we do at, at the end of every episode, man, we let our guests, man, sign the wall of fame. So yeah. you definitely a star in my eyes, my dog. And I can't wait to continue watching you evolving, growing, prospering. Same, and Same, uh, let's stay connected, my dog, because I sure, want to be able bro. to contribute to that in any way that I can, sure, man. Bro. And thank you to everybody, man, for sharing and subscribing, tuning in, man. I love you. I appreciate you. I pray for you. My heart's with you. Sending a big hug out to everybody, man. And check me out, man. I'm out here. Have me a mixtape made you know yeah. el nino podcast real everyday people it's all freestyle man but you know you know how we do out here so let's get that that wall sign and it got me upset living in that very tell american dream killing when you walking with a gangster lean even though you know they go they are this has been an episode of real everyday people part of the el nino podcast check out the el nino podcast live on facebook every monday night at 9 p.m eastern And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.